What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the crease dive. Today is Friday, April 12th, and the Penn State Nittany Lions are still a certified wagon at the top of the polls. I am Jordy from Barstool with us again this week. We've got at Call Me Shitto on Twitter. Jake, how are we feeling this week? You know how white people are with their weather, man. We hit 80 degrees today down here. I'm fucking pumped. Uh, it just makes for good lacrosse weather, minus all of the fucking pollen that you know is out and about. I don't know if you have to experience that in Philadelphia, but it's like a nightmare here. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, like teams are going to need to start adding that to the scouting report. Like, you know, you're, you're you're looking down the scouting report, like you got, you know, this guy's, you know, he's, he's got a big R, maybe a little L, um, and then you just kind of have to like add in like what his allergies are like on the scouting report right there, you know, just so you know. Um, you know, hey, like maybe if he gets himself going a little bit too much, that pollen's going to catch up to him, and uh, then we can start to attack him that way. I mean, I think that's fair. I think you know it, you can do your your due diligence and like maybe you know serve peanut butter sandwiches at halftime if somebody has like a, a nut allergy. You got to do everything you can to get in on the ground floor and to uh, you can just serve serve some serve some Chick Fil A. That's always like the uh, oh, that's true. Any anyone I've ever known with a peanut allergy always says that they're like the one thing that they're like willing to to kind of put themselves on the line for is just some bite of some sweet, sweet, delicious Chick-fil-A. I'm sure they would. I'm absolutely sure they would. I would. Well, yeah, I mean, I would too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A, it's like everything about the chick, you know, especially like a Chick-fil-A sandwich, like the chicken the, the roll, the pickles, everything there works together so perfectly. And if there was one college lacrosse team in the nation right now that I could equate to a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, it is the Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, they keep this thing rolling. This this Sunday night lacrosse in, in, the, uh, in the Big Ten, they have just been uh, just kicking dicks all over the place. So, you know, two weeks ago, or yeah, I guess two weeks ago at this point, uh, they take down Maryland on Sunday night. And then this last Sunday, they hosted the Ohio State Buckeyes who were fresh off of their first loss of the season. And they whooped them up pretty good. I mean, 13 to eight. Um, I, I don't really know. I, I know that neither of us necessarily saw Ohio state really making this a game. So like, this shouldn't be surprising. Um, but like Penn state, man, they, they, we've been talking about the curse of the number one team. Uh, we, we hyped it up for weeks and weeks and weeks. And here's Penn state just being like, nah, like shut up nerds. Like there's no fucking curse. Yeah. They seem not to really care. Um, I, I recall last week being a bit afraid of, um, of Grant Ament and what might've become of a supposed foot injury. Uh, didn't really seem apparent, didn't really seem uh, to affect him very much considering he had eight fucking points. Um, I mean, Trey LeClaire, you know, he he showed out. He had four, you know, four points, his, you know, or four goals, actually. So, like, he, you know, did his part. But, yeah, Penn State, I, I don't think we were expecting them to not, you know, roll over Ohio State. Um, I think I think maybe we, we were uh, – I don't. I don't really recall what we were saying, but we 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 said that you know if Grant Ament didn't play, it'd be different. But he did, and they whooped their ass. So, you know. Yeah, and again, like I don't know, Ohio State. 
I don't, I don't know what it is I have against them. I, I really think that it's mostly the uniforms, um, but they're just never a team that I'm that I'm buying into early in the season. Um, and this is the exact reason why. So, uh, but for Penn State, I mean, they're one goal away from being ten and zero on the year, and I mean, a, a win over Penn, like a, a you know about a, a month month and some change back didn't necessarily look like that great because Penn was you know at, at the time they were losing but like i mean now Penn's on a tear um they have that win over maryland they they beat up ohio state they're a one goal loss to yale so i mean that this penn state team is like we're seeing it we're seeing it we're seeing, at this point like it has to be like yo if this team doesn't make it to the final four like that's a disappointment which is, like, I, which is weird to say about Penn State because, like, I don't know if they have a tournament win in, in the history of their program. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, if they do, uh, I would love to see them um, in the Final Four. I think that would be a, a really exciting thing, um, especially for especially for as long as they've held on to their number one. Um, you know, going into that championship weekend and the fact that, you know, everybody would, you know, would be healthy – like they could absolutely, I don't, you know, I obviously don't know how the bracket would work out. You know, it's easier to predict and like, uh, and you might know better. Um, I, I don't, I just, I just watch the games, man. Um, but I know, I know that, you know, I don't get a media vote for a reason because I have okay. no idea how any of this shit works. <laughs> okay. So, you know, they may, they, you know, they, they may, uh, get a nice bracket. They may get a nice, um, you know, quarter of the bracket and, uh, and, and put them and set themselves up. And that would be really exciting for them. Um, you know, and if they continue on, you know, their first two games could, could be, you know, a very, very low seated team. So that'd be nice. Well, because like, here's the thing, like we've mentioned this before that the NCAA is not necessarily a, um, uh, well, they're, they're pretty corrupt sons of bitches and nothing would be better for the NCAA to give Penn state kind of like give them like a nice, like shitty bracket to where, and I mean, obviously when we're talking about the lacrosse tournament, like there's no shitty bracket. Cause like they're, you know, you put 16 teams in there, like everyone's good but if you give them like the easiest bracket nothing would be better if to have penn state in the final four when the final four is being hosted in philly like that's gonna bring so many people out to the link um you know so they're gonna get ticket sales and then when it's on tv over memorial day weekend like because like nothing's worse than you know over the last like few years or so like i feel like attendance has kind of been like dropping a little bit and then you get the assholes on twitter who decide to like screen grab like you know like two minutes into the game of, of like the first semifinal game and they're like oh like look at this like lacrosse has their final four and there's only like 100 people in the stands if if penn state is playing in philly on memorial day weekend that place will be pretty close to packed out because they they show up like no other and they're absolute bastards about it too it's 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 a cult for sure um you know probably right up there with with a notre dame cult so um but that would be perfect for the ncaa if they want fans in the stands and also you know ratings and shit like that yeah i mean i saw a couple of clips from the the penn state ohio state game um their new student section in the in the panzer stadium was insane so you know they showed out for that and i'm sure that you're right they would absolutely show out and i'm sure the ncaa would absolutely love to set them up so they can make some more fucking money off off that would be great for them yeah i mean here's because like the ncaa definitely was taking like a little bit of a hit with with 
you know, everything that happened with Penn State football, but like, you know, so now if you can just turn the lacrosse team into that program, then uh, they should be pretty, pretty damn set up. Um, but yeah, so Penn State, again, I, I, I don't know if they have a, uh, if they have a tournament win in the history of their program, it was like forever ago. Um, but a team who who has plenty of experience in the tournament and is now starting to to get things going again in the right direction, the Syracuse Orange. Uh, so they hosted Cornell earlier this week. That was a, a, a Tuesday night game. And oh my God, I don't understand how Cornell got off the bus when they saw the uniforms that Syracuse was wearing for this game. So, uh, you know, the, the throwback, the throwback sweaters, you know, throwback jerseys, um, you know, we've gotten pretty used to seeing those. I think it, there was a little bit of like a newer touch on them, but it's still like that, that throwback, the the kind of jerseys that we got used to seeing, you know, Casey, Ryan, Mikey Powell wearing, um, and then the lids, I don't, I don't know if I can call them throwback lids because I don't really remember them ever actually wearing this, but it did have the throwback royal blue, um, you know, nice, you know, switching up the uh, the Syracuse S logo a little bit. When Syracuse is rocking uniforms like that at home against Cornell, like there, there's no one needed to watch the game. They should have known that that was an easy Syracuse W. I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the Cuse men's lax Instagram post where it said, you know, Cuse is a problem when we play like this. Uh, yeah. Look <laughs> at this. Like, look at these fucking buckets, dude. They're so. I mean, I mean, the whole look, look, look good, feel good, play good. Uh, you know, w- was completely in effect. And, yeah, I, that, you know, that's and, it's a cliche for a reason. Like, right. no, one, and I, like it, no one made that up and like was just like fibbing. Like that's. It, it, their uniform contract, you know, the contract that they have on their buckets and their uniform, it's just, it's insane. And whoever is behind that, you know, that uh, the design is absolutely onto it. Like they're just, they're in their bag, absolutely killing it. Um, and that was a great game. There was some highlight real shit going on in that game. Yeah. Um, and like one of those, I mean, there was, there was an over the head check in that game that was like, yeah. So, yeah and like, it doesn't happen often just because I'm, I'm such a offensive minded guy, but when, when there's, when there's a highlight out there of it uh, uh, on defense that I'm like, Oh shit, that was filthy. Like that's, that's what we need more of. So like all the defensive coaches out there who are, Oh, don't go over the head or, you know, don't throw rusty. Like you guys can all shut up a little bit. That was filthy. And we need way more of those. We need absolutely, we absolutely need more of those. It was perfectly executed, and Brendan Bomberry is Brendan Bomberry, right? Yes. No, that would Brendan. be that would be if Brendan. Of, yeah, Bre- Brendan's currently playing with the Georgia Swarm. That would it's, be it's uh, Brent Tyson Bomberry. Sorry, um, God, I get them. I get them because they probably they look extremely like. Um, but he threw that he threw that over the head check, which was just absolutely disrespectful. You know, and then going over the head is so disrespectful because, you know, you're you're going over the head with the intention of just picking the guy's pocket. Like you are going over the head because and like you're denying like everything you've been taught, everything your coach is going to say. And you're doing it because you know that you're going to get this. You're going to get the ball. And he did. And it was filthy. So, yeah, we do need a little bit more of that. Uh, I'd love to see like a, a kayak or two being thrown in the open field, you know, like maybe in a, you know, a, a really close game. That'd be nice. Well, because like you're, 
when like when when you're going for that shot, like a lot of times, like you know, especially with like maybe like younger players are throwing it, it's because like they don't really know any better. Like, but when you're Tyson Bobby, like you know, like you know the position that you're putting yourself if you miss that. But when you look that good coming out of the locker room, you feel invincible. You feel like you can do anything in the world. Uh, you know, we saw we saw Nate Solomon with a goal in that game where he decided to just go through like four different Cornell defenders. Why is it because he's necessarily the toughest guy in the world? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Georgia boys kind of think that a little bit, but it's it's because of the way that he looks coming out in those uniforms. Like if if you look that dangerous you're gonna play that dangerous i i have to agree you know cornell needs to step you know those fucking dorks need to step their game up they've been wearing the same big red you know they've been saying that wearing the same red shit for how many years come on I'm, guys I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't have like a uh like a pocket protector on their jerseys or something yeah they have a you know they have to have a, a an extra bus for all their fucking books that they take to the game yeah dorks yeah fucking reading Hemingway and shit like that. Fucking nerds. Um, but yeah, so the, the over the head check pretty like on the, on the, if, if disrespect is, is on a spectrum, it's like pretty, pretty over there. But when we're talking about something that absolutely shattered the disrespect spectrum, just you, you put it on a scale and it is the scale is broken. There's never been any such level of disrespect hit like this before in the history of lacrosse, maybe even humanity. We're taking a trip over to Colorado and we've got Colorado Mesa university. I, I guess that they're a, a deep, I don't really know my, my Colorado college lacrosse that well. All I know is Denver air force. And uh, it's I guess really the I, only ones that are important. I think Colorado college might be a pretty decent D three team. Either way. Colorado Mesa University, never heard of them before. Apparently, they're, they're kind of known for being a little bit of pricks, but they're playing against Johnson and Wales. The Johnson and Wales in Colorado, by the way. So there's two ones in it's a satellite school. Yeah, it's satellite school. But so they're playing Johnson and Wales, who apparently they were playing MCLA D2 just a couple years ago. If you're listening to the podcast right now, this is Friday. You've probably seen or heard the story. Colorado Mesa bullies the shit out of a bunch of chefs chef wannabes they haven't graduated yet so right now for all we know they could just be whipping up some you know grilled cheese um but they they whoop up on them 52 to nothing i i don't know if if i've ever seen like a like a 50 goal game in general. Like I know the D three, like you go, you go down. There are way too many fucking D three lacrosse teams. Like yeah. lacrosse fans love to say, Hey, grow the game, grow the game, grow the game. Yo, like D three lacrosse right now is like bamboo. And that shit is just like spreading like wild. And we need to kind of take care of that because there are way too many. I, does bamboo do that? I've heard that one time. Yeah, I three really or four know. feet a day. Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah, All right, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, but there are way too many Division three schools playing college lacrosse right now, and it's like it it it's too much. So like when you're looking through some of the scores, like you'll see plenty of like every single day there's like a thirty to three game, but for one to go fifty two to nothing, that is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my life, and it's not Colorado Mesa's fault one bit. 
the disrespectful sons of bitches were Johnson and Wales for putting together such a shitty team that they got 52 goals scored on them in like 52 minutes because apparently the game had to end like eight minutes left with the fourth quarter because some kid got hurt. You know, I have to take the, I, I, you know, that's a good take. It's absolutely a good take. The, you know, JWU Denver, I don't know why, you know, maybe it's Title IX, maybe it's something like that, why they needed a, a Division II program. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't care to know. I don't wish to know. You know, on the other hand, you know, they, if you look at their previous scores of their games, they've already had like three teams put up a 30 rack on them. Uh, you know, like, why do you, like, why, why was it necessary to put up 52 fucking points on a team that you knew that like, you know, they might as well have had a trash cannon goal. You know, that means that, you know, this is how I imagine, you know, yes, granted, it's probably pretty hard with the shot clock to, you know, put a shot on cage and, you know, have the goal. So you're just expecting this goalie to save it, right? You know, just put a weak ass shot on cage or something like that. And he just, he can't even catch it or something like that. I I imagine that that was uh, a couple of the goals, but even then it's like, you know, why is your coach such a fucking grease bag that he doesn't want, like he is allowing you to be, you know, be put up, you know, put up 50 something points on these fucking kids, you know? So I, I, I take the opposite way. I think it's, I think it's all on Colorado, Colorado uh, Mesa. Yes. With the understanding that JWU Denver probably doesn't need to schedule Colorado Mesa or anybody within the, you know, outside of the bottom five scrimmage, some club teams. Well, yeah, like that, that's the thing. Like this game should have never happened in the first place. But like, like if you're, if you schedule this game, like, yo, like, like the games on the schedule, you got to go. And all these kids did, they went out and they played lacrosse. Like, and again, like, I know that you mentioned the shot clock and, and like, but like, like what, a, I had almost, like no one would hear about it, which I guess would be less. It's probably been pretty embarrassing for Johnson and Wales just because it's been all over lacrosse Twitter um, over these last few days now. But like, I don't know, like in the moment, it would have just been like, just like just as embarrassing if, if you go out there and you just like waste your 80 second shot clock and then just like roll the ball into the corner, then it's like, I don't know. It's just like, these are college kids. Like it'd be one thing if this was like a beginner team, of kids who have never played before and it's like high school or something like that. But like, no, like these are kids in college. Like, yeah, they Johnson and Wales, they probably don't get kids who went to school to play lacrosse, but they're still college. Like, like you shouldn't worry about a college kid's feelings. Like, yo, like you're out there, you know what you're getting yourself into put up a fucking fight. Um, you know, and, and in terms of like, just like running around trying to kill some clock instead of just shooting all the time, like a, I'm assuming that if the game was ended with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter because the Colorado Mesa kid got sent to the hospital, I'm guessing that Johnson and Wales probably eventually got fed up and they started like taking runs at guys. So like, like if if you're just like throwing the ball around, you're putting yourself at risk there of of getting hurt. So like, if you just like step in from like a, a couple, like if you just step in from the top of the box, let it go. And then, it's in the back of the net and it's a new face off. You don't get hurt. So um, if anything, it's, a, it's, it's probably, it's a, it's a safety precaution to just fill the back of the net like that. Um, I don't know that I, I just, I, I don't, I don't like the precedent that it sets that 
when people get mad at a team like Colorado Mesa for putting up 52 goals that we should care about the feelings of a team who just got shit pumped full of college kids. They're co- they're they're adults. They're they're 18, 19, 20, whatever. They're adults. You can take getting your ass kicked and if you don't like it, don't show up and if you don't show up, it, you know, like maybe maybe NCAA Division 3 lacrosse isn't for you. I think that's fair. Uh I, I it's almost like and I agree with you. Like, yeah, they they can fucking handle it. They've been getting this sh- this shit kicked in all fucking year. Like, if you look at the other scores, it's like thirty five zero. Like other like they've just been they getting. They do have a win on the year, which is they do, which is it's, which is wild to think that there's a team worse than them out there. Um, I get it. Like, I t- I'm totally about it too. The kids need to toughen up. Like, you know, it's not really that big a deal. But you know, for like, I think what what irks me is it's like. It's what it looks like, right, for the universe, for Colorado. I don't give a fuck about Colorado Mesa. I don't even know where it is, right? But they're always, they're never going to be able to escape that. They're always going to be the team that put up 52 points to on, on that team. So now it's like, ah, you're the, you were the guys who put up the 52, not like this, you know, lacrosse program that wants to get better and be competitive. So they're always, you know, now now they're like held to that, you know, and that's their that's their that's their thing, right? You know, and, and that's that sucks. Um, you know, I, I guess, I guess I'm like still on board where like, I get, I'm like separated entirely from like the, uh, ramifications this has on both programs, just because I never even heard of either program up until right now. Fair. Um, you know, and I'll never look at them again, realistically, like no offense, but like I, if if there ever comes a time where I'm talking about Johnson and Wales and Colorado Mesa on, on the podcast again, um, it's going to be a pretty slow week. So like, so I, I get, I get what you're saying there. It's just that I'm so detached from it just because like, I don't care about either of these programs. So like, I'm just thinking about it in terms of the, uh, of, of the, uh, of the reaction from lacrosse Twitter and all these fucking, all these True. soft, soft, like, uh, Ty Zanders. Ty, buddy, I, I appreciate all the work you do. I'm, I was glad to have you on the podcast, and I'd be glad to have you on plenty more times. You're great. But don't don't take the side of, of the team getting shit pumped. Like, you, you know, like, you've probably watched all those kids in high school. Like, you know that they were getting themselves into a bad time scheduling that game. The fact of the matter is that the game should have never been scheduled in the first place. But That's my... That's my take. Yeah, that, that's where I stand on it. I, I'm a little bit. Di- I, I think that I don't necessarily side with either body, like either party. It's more like, why did it even come to this? Yeah. So, you know, but uh, I guess. But yeah, yeah. The, we don't. We, you're all. You're also super against all the squares on Twitter. Like, you know, I can't wait to pick this apart in you know 500 different realms of you know morality and what and what fucking matters to me and all that sort of thing like you know nobody, nobody, that's boring as fuck you know it's it's more more fun to make conjecture about you know were the johnson and wales team uh cooking pastry at halftime yeah you know what maybe maybe they uh maybe they're whipping up a nice little turkey dish and the uh what the what the fuck is it called that that makes you all all sleepy that's that's been uh, trip to be- fan trip to fan yeah so yeah maybe yeah don't don't cook up a nice turkey meal right before right before game time 
that's fair. I, I think, you know, I think that that's more fun to, to just wonder about. So like, you know, I, I think it's even more fun to, t- to compare, you know, you could draw it over into other sports. Like, so 52 goals in a lacrosse game on one team is like what scoring like 120 points in, in, in football. And how, well, what would that be in hockey? So 25 so that, goals. So one, one of the, one of the funniest tweets that I, I received uh, in the aftermath of all this is, some kid, I forget who it was, but some kid was like, "Like, come on, man! Like, that's not even running up the score at all. Like, they only scored 14 points in the first quarter. They didn't. They barely even scored any at all in the fourth quarter. And then, like, a few minutes go by, and he goes, "Oh shit! Never mind. I didn't realize that this was lacrosse. I thought that that was a basketball <laughs> score." And I think he was being like 100 percent honest. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah, 52 nothing in basketball. It's like, all right, like. You know, at least you guys, you know, played great defense. You didn't let up any like make a wish shots, um, but at least you didn't just keep, you know, dunking every single possession. No, for lacrosse, it's a little, little different. So, yeah, I'd say fifth. I mean, here's the thing like 52, they basically they played 52 minutes of lacrosse because the last eight minutes got, got wiped out. So, that's a goal a minute. So, a goal a minute in the, I mean, you're definitely scoring. Yeah. That, that I mean, that's gotta be a hundred and nothing in basketball. Easily like that. Like that one kid who scored a hundred points in the game in the Grinnell. Well, no, actually, no I, yeah, no, that, I mean, obviously that would be a hundred or more in basketball just cause they're all worth toes. Yeah. So yeah, maybe closer to like one fifty. Um, in, in hockey, it's, it's probably, I mean, hockey's probably like, like 30, nothing, you know, That'd be so rough. Yeah, I'm sure that it's happened to the division three. Like, you know, and I played division three, like whatever. It's like so like I'm I'm not out here just like shitting on division three for no reason. Like if I'm shitting on division three for no reason, I'm shitting on myself. Um, you know, and that's I think that that's for uh, for another podcast. Um, but yeah, like there's just there are way too many schools. Like that's the bottom line. Like it's there, there are just so many schools. Play, and like I don't I don't know it, I guess it's good because it like gets more kids into college and like that that's cool and everything like that um but maybe just like pretend maybe do like a, a fake like a reverse college scandal so instead of like faking that you're an athlete to get into a school maybe just as a school fake that you have a team you know and then like you don't have to schedule these games but like you can still bring kids in and like have them pay tuition but then you don't have to schedule games where you get you know shit kicked 20, I, mean, I mean, they're really missing out on the fact where they could claim they have food poisoning before every game and cancel. They absolutely could. But, You're like, oh my gosh, we have food poisoning. Everybody, you know, we ate some bad duck or something well, like that. Well, but but then that that means that means that they're not doing well in school, right? If they're a culinary school and they're giving each other food poisoning, uh-huh. like that means that they kind of suck at what they're doing. That's right. That'd be mind, suspicious. Keep, keep in mind, like the majority of NCAA athletes go pro in something other than sports. So like if, if I'm, if I'm like a, a restaurant and I'm looking to hire a new chef and I am looking at this, you know, this kid out of Johnson and Wales, Denver, and he's claiming that he had food poisoning and, and lost 52, nothing. I'm saying, wow, like not only do you suck at lacrosse, but you're also a shitty chef. Like, why don't you start off cleaning dishes? Uh, that's that's really fair. Um, I think, damn, I didn't even think about that. That's a that's a very interesting interesting way of going about it. On the other hand, uh, 
here's God. what the, uh, why don't you just close the close the program down dude like who like either, why either, like, title nine like the like what other fucking varsity sports are you go, are you going to play at it johnson and wales denver yeah like what what where are you go i play i play racquetball uh at johnson and wales denver like i get i Yo, get stoned racket, i get stoned racket, and play and play ncaa racquetball like that's racket, the, racquetball gets intense I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, but in the least I, bit, I, I do think I, I like the idea though of, of having like, just like bringing like your, your culinary aspect into the game. So like, what if you just, what if you just make, make your opponent, like make the opponents a nice little meal before the game say like, Hey guys, like we appreciate you coming here to play us. Like we're going to feed you we're we're going to treat you well. Just don't, don't load us up 52, nothing, you know? And, you know, so give them, you know, and then I, I think that that's like the, you, like people always want to help out people who have helped them before or have given them something before. Like you kind of feel like an obligation. So, I mean, obviously Colorado Mesa had no obligation to not run up the score on them here, but like if you gave them, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, whatever, like fucking just, Chicken parm, whatever. Lacrosse teams love chicken parm. Cook them up some chicken parm. Give it to them before the game. Say, hey, thanks for coming out. Let's keep this one light. Nice little 32 to 3 win, and you're out of there. No yeah, one, talks, I mean, why, no one I, talks about it. I mean, yeah, and nobody talks about how important bribery is to colleges. So, like, you know, yeah, no one's talking yeah, I mean, about it. At, at yeah, the nobody, nobody's talking about that. You know, I think, I think that bribery should be taught in, in classes. I think that it's an important thing that, you know, you can take with you throughout your entire life, you know, to get what you need. So, a lot of lessons to be learned here. A lot of lessons to be learned. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, well, hopefully that's the last that we've ever heard of, uh, well, at least that story. Maybe not both of those. I, I like a redemption story for both of those programs, but uh, I personally won't be going around going to tell it. But that wraps up this past week in the world of college across. So we don't have an interview uh, set up for this week, um, but you know we'll, we'll get right back into bringing on some guests next week. So um, you know, with without the interview here, we might as well just kick it right over to our college lacrosse weekend preview and we are going to start things off this week nice little uh nice little top 20 matchup here it's in the ACC we've got Virginia and Duke so Virginia they uh they locked up the number 1 seed in the ACC tournament this is a Virginia team that they went they went like multiple years without a win in the ACC, which is absolutely absurd. But they went years without winning in the ACC. They finally picked up a uh, you know their, their first in a while last year, and now this year here they are with the number one seed in the a ACC tournament. Um, so I mean they they beat North Carolina by one last week. Uh, they also have an ACC win over Notre Dame. They have a uh, overtime win over Syracuse. So they're three and zero in the conference. And Duke is coming in after putting a beatdown on Notre Dame, and we kind of called that one. That was a uh, that was a, a coach Donowski was going to murder somebody unless they beat the shit out of Notre Dame. And apparently, no one on Duke was interested in getting murdered this week. So shocking. Yeah, not uh, totally shocking. Yeah, we definitely called that one. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 
75% sure we were pretty spot on on every pick we made last week. Um, that's that Virginia game is going to be a good one. Um, we're getting, you know, we're, we're, we're getting close. I think we're right. We're right in the front of playoff Duke. Like we're like, we're seeing playoff Duke start to form, you know, that kind of storm in the distance. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, despite Virginia having the number one, the number one seed, wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if Duke if Duke snuck by this one, you know, like a like a twelve uh, eight, you know, or, or a thirteen ten type win, um, you know, it's just it's something it's you know it, it's something that we can't really explain. You just you know, you've just always witnessed it, but Duke as a you know Duke in April, kind of well, scary. Well, yeah, and and again, like I think that those back to back losses, especially both of them being in conference to Syracuse and North Carolina, like. Again, I we're gonna need some inside sources on this one just to make sure that we're not uh, totally wrong here. But I have to imagine that that this is I have to imagine that Coach Janowski was on a goddamn warpath in Durham, and I, I feel like even with that big win over Notre Dame last week, the the players on Duke right now are still looking over their shoulder to make sure that Coach isn't right there behind them. Um, so I, I think that that's they've probably received an, an ass reaming that is still, um, you know, still kind of going to this day. So, and especially, you know, for Virginia, I, I think, you know, maybe, maybe this would be a good time to get their loss out of the way. Cause they now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They now have eight wins in a row. Like you don't, you don't want to peak before the tournament, you know? So, they already have the number one seed locked up in the ACC tournament. So like if you get your loss out of the way right now, then you can close out the season with the regular season with two wins over VMI and Marist. Then you can go into the ACC tournament, see what you do there, and then have yourself go in like, like back on the up heading into the NCAA tournament instead of like, you know, if we're, if we're looking at that gradual bell, which, you know, you can't see cause this is just an audio podcast, but you know, I'm kind of doing it with my hands right now. Um, you know, instead of being at that peak already and then having nowhere else to go, but down in the NCAA tournament, if you can then get yourself going back up at the right time. So this is like a perfect game for Virginia to lose. Absolutely. I'm uh, totally on board. I think Virginia, you know, if they're smart, they will lose this game, you know. You, you know, we we've seen, you know, with the exception of Penn State, we've seen how how any number one kind of seeding can really, you know, you know, throw off your your mojo and fuck with you. Um, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe Michael Krause, you know, throws a couple over the cage, and, and you know, they, you know, kind of deal with the wrath of of Starja, but you know what, um, and what have you? Uh, I'm totally on board with you, though. I, I think that I think that. Um, you know, Virginia can finish out their season pretty solid. Yeah, and keep in mind that Lars Tiffany is coming from Brown, so like he obviously has that that Ivy League brain um, working with them right now. So like, I think I think he's smart enough to know um, that this is definitely a a good game for them to as long as they don't get completely waxed. If they get waxed, that I mean that could also be better for them though, because because then if they see Duke again in the ACC tournament, it's kind of like a uh, you know a little little bit of a hustle hustle gig there. Um, but again, this is this is a game that I think uh, you know Duke 
the players are still probably a little nervous to, to have Coach Janowski mad, so they'll come out on fire, especially at home. And then Virginia, this is a good time for them to lose so that they can then uh, bring themselves back on the upswing heading into the tournament. So that game is, uh, I believe, that that is a 12 p.m. game, um, pro probably somewhere on ESPN, whether it's ESPNU or ESPN+. Plus. But 3.30 on Saturday, we've got the most – uh, American game to ever be played. This is for the troops. We've got Army versus Navy in their 100th meeting uh, between each other. Realistically, I probably should have done a uh, little bit of research heading into this episode to figure out what that all-time record is. Um, but whatever, doing research is for nerds. Uh, but Army and Navy... No matter how the game is actually played on the field, this is without a doubt going to be one of the cleanest looking matchups we have seen in quite some time in terms of uniforms. Uh, so shout out to, to Warrior and Nike on the Army uniforms. Uh, they're, they're going blacked out, black lids, blacked out gloves. They, they look mean as shit. And then uh, Navy holy shit navy so shout out to under armor and i guess cascade does their helmet um these navy uniforms with with the with the thick hole mesh um white just so clean with uh you know they they've got the uh the the metallic chrome on the bottom of the cleats everything about this game is going to look sexy 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 in terms of just just visually appealing on the TV, so uh, you know Army coming into this game, they're uh, they're coming off of a loss to Boston. Boston's a you know a real scrappy, uh, solid team there in the Patriot League, and Navy's coming off of a win against Colgate. Uh, so you know five and five Navy, eight and three Army. I I think Army comes out on on top of this one. Um, you know, I, I think that you know they've uh, you know they they play Syracuse pretty close. They they played Lehigh pretty close. Um, you know, I, they've been able to get that win over UMass and Rutgers. So you know, they're they're a team that uh, you know they they can definitely come out here and put up some goals and, and shut teams down. Navy doesn't necessarily have very impressive wins on their resume, so I'm I'm going with Army in this one, but it's hard to choose between the troops. That's true. It's going to be very difficult. Um, I'm. I thought I knew about. Um, I thought I could. Uh, I remembered what the Army Navy record was. Navy has twice twice as many wins as Army does. It's like 60, yeah. 16, I mean, something like, to thirty. Like early two thousands, Navy was a fucking yeah, on fire. Holy shit! Um, so I, they, I guess, they I guess you couldn't really call them a tank since. But no, but, but, no. but what? Maybe a. a, a Fleet. I don't know what the fuck you call them. Either way, they were there. Yeah, they were fucking nasty in the something early like something like that. You know, my my brain is so soft. Actually, I think a couple minutes ago, um, actually referred to the Virginia coaches, Dom Starja, when I know it's Lars Tiffany. Um, so I'm struggling to put thoughts together right here. I'm so fucking tired. Um, my one thought is, is this going to be the most patriotic national anthem of the year? You have to think so. You have to I, think that there's going to be like a fucking flyover and maybe like, you know, 
some cannons firing. Like it's going to be insane. Like Kid Rock should be there. Kid, yeah, yeah. Kid Rock, uh, Guy Fieri, even though he's not necessarily a musician, but like Guy Fieri and um, the guy from Smash Mouth, like the lookalikes. So like yes. Smash Mouth, like should be playing, and like Guy Fieri should like be there, like with his like flame T-shirt on. Absolutely, um, Kid Rock. I think like we should get probably get like a halftime uh, performance from like Darius Rucker. Um, easily yeah he would just do wagon wheel but like four yeah. or five times <laughs> just just on re- just, and like, just, just the same just, thing over just, and over yeah just chorus just strictly yeah. chorus uh, absolutely yeah so you know a lot of a lot of cut off shorts um you know i i think yeah I, I think that that's something that that needs to you know so this game will be it'll be in annapolis so you know a eh, little little bougie so i don't know if they necessarily let jorts mm. into annapolis but um yeah that i i think that I, I don't know if it's like too late to schedule this or anything or, or if they already have anything locked in but we do need a, like a big name headliner to do at least the national anthem i mean and you know it's it's really sad that they haven't done that already like you know look at nascar like they 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 everybody in the crowd common theme between you so look at the common theme between nascar fans and people who love army and navy they both love the troops so yeah. I mean, if, I mean if there was if there was like a Venn diagram between like NASCAR fans and people who love the troops, um, it's it'd be it's, a circle. It's a circle. Right? It would just be a circle. So <laughs> I mean, I think uh, I think West Point and the United States Naval Academy are really um, missing out by not being more inclusive of uh, NASCAR fans and and those who uh, are are super patriotic and just may wear some jorts from time to time. So I think I'll tell you, I'll tell you who the I'll tell you who the biggest loser of this game is going to be. Who is it? ISIS. They ah. are. Yeah. Oh, could it you off? Could you imagine ISIS, ISIS lacrosse versus either army <laughs> or Navy? We'd have another 52, nothing situation on our hands here. Oh, absolutely. They would, they would, you know, uh, they'd have to stop the game halfway through. There'd be just people dropping gloves. I thought, you know, they, 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 I don't know if we, they would drop bombs on ISIS. That's ISIS what, ISIS, would be. ISIS would probably slink into a fucking zone, bunch of cowards. That's right. They would uh they 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 do all that shit like, you know, um like push your socks down and uh, you know, jab you in the stomach with the sh- with the end of the shaft, you know, just all that like real greasy, grimy stuff that, you know, you just, it's really annoying, right? Ah, yeah. ISIS is so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, bunch of bunch of virgins too. Um, but yeah, so those those are the two big games on Saturday. So you know, a couple other games to watch out for uh, this coming Saturday. So uh, Penn State they'll be playing against Michigan. Michigan's a team where I, I need that program to get a little bit better, a little bit quicker because I would love for that to be like a big matchup. Um, but I don't know. I mean, hey, listen, like now that I said that right now, I could end up looking like a fucking asshole, and Michigan could pull out some ridiculous upset, but. Penn State, Michigan, uh, Loyola, Boston. That is going to be a uh, you know little little low key matchup there. I think the Boston can give Loyola a little bit of trouble, especially being a home game for Boston. With that being said, weekend Loyola cares for nobody, so they will uh, absolutely dismantle the Terriers at some point. Uh, UMass Towson, that, that, that's an okay game, uh, but then we head into uh, Sunday, 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 Sunday. And we've got Ohio State at Johns Hopkins. That'll be the ESPN U game at 12 p.m. Um, again, o- Ohio State just not a 
not, not a con- not a contender. Yeah, I, I don't I don't even put them as a contender. You know, they they let, let's 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 call it what it is. You know, they got their seven wins, kind of pretty easily. Like they were ranked way too high, and it was you know they they they've they've yet to impress me. And I you know I, I see Hopkins just blowing them up in this game, especially with how everybody's been playing on Hopkins. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, Hopkins coming off of back to back. So they beat up on Michigan, then they beat Rutgers last week. Um, you know, so having, having Ohio state go down to Homewood, um, you know, I think that Hopkins is going to, going to keep that one buzzing a little bit. And yeah, I I think that this is, this is that time of the year where like, like if there was anyone being like, yo, like why isn't undefeated Ohio state ranked number one, it's like, well, you're going to start to see it like now, you know, now they're, they've got back to back law. Like this is kind of maybe reminiscent of what was it last year that, that I think North Carolina started off like, like seven and oh, and then they ended up going like seven and seven. Um, so yeah, I, I like, I like Hopkins in that one. I still want to see Trey LeClaire just go bombs away. And especially considering, um, you know, especially considering Hopkins hasn't necessarily been, uh, just like shutting teams down defensively. I think that he could have a good day shooting, but yeah, but I think we, we both have Hopkins in that one. Uh, Cornell Notre Dame. That, that'll be a, a nice little game as well. I mean, this, this Sunday's matchup, it kind of sucks cause it's, it's master Sunday. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, a little, little difficult to get people to peel their eyeballs away from, uh, from Augusta also got NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs going on, but this Sunday slate of games, because we got Cornell at Notre Dame. That's at 12, along with Ohio State Hopkins. Then you got Villanova going to Georgetown. Nice little Big East matchup there. And then the uh ooh, and, and then the the Sunday night lacrosse in the Big Ten. This will probably be taking us right into Game of Thrones. Uh, we've got Maryland heading up to Rutgers. So that's I mean, that's that's like a heavy lineup for a Sunday in in the world of lacrosse. Yeah, those are all big names. Uh, you really like you really like to see that. Um, I mean, there's there's you know, I'll, I'll tell you who's not losing this weekend is anybody watching lacrosse on Sunday. So um, you know, and you've got them from all from you know, you got Big Ten, you got uh, Big East. I mean, you got every you got everything you could ever wish for. I'll tell you Sunday. what, this will be a fun game that I want everyone to play, and I want everyone to tweet at, uh, you know, so tweet at me at Barcel Jordy, tweet at Jake at Call Me Shit Out, or either tweet at the Crease Dive. I want you to go to a bar this Sunday. So while while the Masters is being played, while we've got N- NHL and NBA playoffs going on, I want you to go to the bar and I want you to film yourself asking a bartender to throw on one of these lacrosse <laughs> games. So, so, you know, so, uh, so I guess Cornell Notre Dame, I think that's, that's just going to be streamed. Maybe that might just be like, uh, the ESPN plus, but Ohio state Hopkins that's on ESPN, U. Villanova Georgetown that's on CBS sports. And then the late night, or, well, not late night, but the, the night game, Maryland Rutgers, that is on the Big Ten Network. So you know the channels. You know who's playing. Film yourself going up to the bartender. Ask to put one of those games. Try to find like the biggest TV in the bar as well and just be like, hey, can you, can you put this game on real quick? Um, and and make sure that you send those, those videos into either myself, Jake, or the Crease Dive account. Please do. Uh, I would love to see the look on a bartender's face on Master Sunday. When you ask him to change it to a lacrosse game, 
I think that that would be priceless. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Real, real quick, my my winner. I I'd probably go. I can see Cornell squeaking out a weird win over Notre Dame. Uh, I like Nova over Georgetown, and the Tarps keep rolling over Rutgers. What, what do you What do you got there? I got Hopkins, Cornell, Georgetown, Maryland. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I, take I'm gonna take G Town over Villanova. I I do like that. It, I do like that Georgetown pick a lot. Um, I think I kind of freaked out a little bit there. You know, especially Georgetown. They they didn't have like a they didn't have a terrible game against Loyola this week. So, um, you know, and I think anytime that you're coming off of a game playing against Loyola, like, like the next team that you're seeing isn't going to be that good. You know, so if you only lose by two to Loyola, then you go into a game against Villanova. It's like, all right, like, you know, like it's, it's basically like, uh, you know, like taking, taking some hacks with a bat with the donut on it. And like, now you take the donut exactly. off. So I like that pick a lot. I'm not going to steal it from you, but I'll, I'll be happy to be wrong about that one. Yeah. And if you, and if you, so, I mean, you're, you're getting the winning end of that. You know, if, if, if I'm wrong, you're happy that you're still happy because Villanova wins. So like, that's, that's the smartest, uh, smartest position you can take. That's like the, yeah, that's like the Stephen A. Smith kind of like, let me take both sides of this so that I'm never wrong. You know, exactly. So Smart he, guy. I mean, he, he doesn't get enough credit. I don't think. No, well, he just got a, like a ten million dollar contract, so um, you know. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe he got plenty of credit. <laughs> so, so if I can kind of emulate that style of just uh, you know just picking fights with random guys and then taking both sides of every matchup, um, you know, I, I could definitely use the, the ten million pretty soon. That sounds like the dream, honestly, just to pick fights with people and and not really worry about what's going on. Yeah, and just, just be get paid. And just be extremely horny online. Uh, but yeah, True. so that will wrap up this week's episode of the Crease Dive. So uh, remember, film your re- uh, film your reactions at the bar when you ask your bartender to turn on lacrosse this Sunday. Um, tell them that no one cares about the Masters or anything like that. And actually, you know, maybe just see if you can even put on some replays if you're uh, if you're out anywhere watch- watching Game of Thrones at night. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, so. At Barstool Jordy, at Call Me Shido, at the Crease Dive. Follow us already. If you if you aren't, you know, even if you're not sending us the reactions, follow us. Tell your friends to follow us. Tell your friend, your families to follow us. Your enemies, um, you know, tell everybody to download, subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, we're, we're it would be nice to 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 get some fucking ratings on there. I, I guess you guys are a little are a little bashful about that, but um, you know, listen, we're 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 not. We'll be horses. Yeah, it's not gonna it. hurt. Yeah. It's not gonna hurt. Yeah. I mean, what 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 is what is it gonna what's it what's it gonna gonna do to you? Nothing. I, I've never once read a single article that said that someone died from giving a five star review. That's fair. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you could be the first. But uh, yeah, so ton of great lacrosse to be watched this week to go along with everything else that is going on. So um, you know, make sure that you again just park yourself in front of the couch and uh grab a couple, grab a couple cold bang energies, throw on lacrosse, and have yourselves a weekend. And as always, we are keeping it low to high to the day we die. <laughs> <laughs>